Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is August 24th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I'm doing uh, I'm doing great. How are you? You're you're back. You're <laughs> back. Oh, don't worry about me. How are you? I think it's a surprise return. You know, it's it's like getting right back in there. Ronnie Lott cutting his finger off and coming right back in the game. It's an early return here. You're going to hobble and gut it out. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I don't know if I'll be back full time. I don't know if three days okay. a week is going to be realistic oh, okay, right now. Okay. Um, okay. We're still adjusting, but but we're back for tonight. You know? What's it like? Your dad, you left us last time you were here. We were, I don't know what we were doing. We were shouting about the amateur, Tyler Strafacci Strafa- <laughs> stuff. And now you're back and you're a dad. How are you? How is it going? I know what Frank Strafacci Sr. Jr. <laughs> feels like. <laughs> um, you know, it, in all seriousness, it's a unbelievable experience. Obviously, it's uh, it's our first kid. Um, yeah. Our uh, baby girl. And uh, it was unbelievable. It's been just an amazing week. And, and I think... Uh, Everybody always tells you what it's going to be like, what it's like. And, you know, my feeling is that nothing anybody can tell you will ever prepare you for how amazing the feeling of becoming a father uh, is. And, uh, sure. Really cool week. So good. We're, everybody's happy for you. All that unsolicited advice, all that unsolicited commentary about, oh, you won't believe this. You need to do that. It, it didn't prepare you for it. No. Like you thought. No. <laughs> that you didn't ask for and didn't want. Nothing. Uh, probably nothing didn't can, need, I'm sure. Nothing can, compare, uh, can prepare you for that first night in the in the hospital uh-huh. when when the nurses aren't around and you got and the baby's crying. You gotta you gotta feed the baby and and I'm you know cleaning up. Uh, a dirty diaper for the first time yeah. on my own. It's just, uh, that was nothing could prepare you for that. So there you go. Nothing can prepare go. you for, you know, basically not sleeping for the first two nights while they're, you know, up and yeah. So yep. it was funny. I was listening to you and Shane when uh, Friday's pod and your advice was, you know, to use the nursery. And I turned to, turned to Kaylee and I go, you know, I just listened to, the podcast of the uh, oh no, the I don't fi- want to be on her bad side. The advice no, I don't, that Brendan oh, gave, no. gave us was to use the nursery, and we we didn't use the nursery. <laughs> well, I don't think we did much the first time. By the fourth time, we were just like, "All right, the baby's born. It's like we will put it in the car when we're going home. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, you guys take care of it." Yeah. No, but no, that's good. Everybody's happy for you. Very, very congrats. So thank you. Uh, good now to I'm, have you I'm back. Ready to talk golf? I've watched a ton of golf. Uh, you know, I've, the baby just laying and sleeping, and you know, I I find myself watching a lot of coffee golf. I didn't watch a ton of the Northern Trust. I, uh, but I did watch a lot of coffee golf. Would you have watched a lot of the Northern Trust if you hadn't become a newborn dad this week? Anyways, I'm not I turned, sure you would have. I I don't know. I tuned into some of it this weekend, a little bit here and there. Uh, obviously, I mean, Dustin Johnson's performance was astounding. Yeah, it's amazing. Let's talk about women. Should we yes. talk? You mentioned coffee golf. Let's talk about the women's open. Uh, Sophia Popoff. I think I got that right. Popoff. Pope. Is it Popoff? I don't. Pop-off? I think it's Popoff. Sophia Popoff. Uh, German. She went to USC. She almost gave up golf last last year. Uh, Troon. Was just a fabulous watch. Popoff was sort of inspiring to watch down the end. There wasn't a lot of drama, you know. She separated herself a bit, you know. Even when it looked like it might get dicey, she birdied back to back holes to really kind of push ahead. Um, you know, Troon obviously you find yourself in a pop bunker, something in big margin can become small quickly, but it never really felt too dramatic. It's just still great, a great morning watch all weekend. You know, not just pop up. 
you know, we talked about, I don't think, no, we didn't on Friday, but over the weekend, Saturday, she didn't drive her off the deck. It was just great to wake up to. You know, Lindsey Weaver had a ridiculous hole out from some junk on the green side. Uh, Minji Lee had an amazing up and down from the uh, on the postage stamp. It was just a lot of great golf to watch and then a great champion too, a great story. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome golf. And obviously the story is going to get headlines where, you know, she wasn't in the field until, what, a week ago. She was caddying at yeah. Inverness. Um, yeah. She almost quit golf. She didn't have a PGA or an LPGA tour card. She had earned $1,000 in her entire LPGA career and then earned 600000 this week. Like, there are yeah. all these really amazing things about her win. What I kind of found the most amazing was this wasn't she got hot on Sunday and stuck up on everybody. This sure. was she ex- she distanced herself on Saturday, slept on the lead being this, you know, we see these you know, remember uh, Austin Connolly a couple years ago? Yeah. And, uh, like we yeah. see Burkdale, stuff like right? this. Yeah, we see stuff Burkdale. like this happen, but then we rarely see the person, the no name, like Jason Gore or uh, the who was the guy that was wearing the the bell bottom pants, the 06 Wingfoot Ferry, Kenny Ferry. Yeah. You know, we see Ferry. these guys yeah. get into contention often. <laughs> like it's not irregular to see that, but then yeah. it's so, you know, she just. She played great on Sunday. She absolutely put on a clinic on Sunday, and it was, you know, coming down the stretch, just it was stress-free. It was green, fair, fairway green, fairway green. And then on 18, I loved the putt, you know, from yeah, off the green. Yeah. It was just so sensible. And, and that's yeah. that. it was just amazing to see somebody with so few credentials play so calm and cool and collected under the gun and under that major championship uh, pressure. So conditions got a little better. It wasn't like the 60-mile-per-hour gusts they were expecting on Thursday, but she went 67, 68 on the weekend. Yeah. Right? And you're talking about sleeping on the lead. She came out. She didn't shoot like 72. She didn't even, you know, 68. Pretty much backed it up. Uh, you know, bogey's the last kind of as a more of a the, the sensible play, as you would suggest. Uh, one thing I found, like the story's great. Any year, the story is just awesome. She's in tears after the round said, you know, I, I really thought I was going to quit golf last year. You know, she has no status, but I thought it was great, especially in this year. Um, it's not a great year for a lot of people. You know, it's not a great year for the regular Joe. It's not a great year for, you know, Roger Sloan, his wife can't, you know, walk inside the walk and watch him shoot 75 at the Wyndham championship. It's not a great year for uh, just a lot of people. Roger but Sloan, it's, unbelievable <laughs> comment. You like that? PGA Tours abandoned the family act aspect. Um, so sad that my wife can't come watch me during <laughs> this pandemic with, you know. Yeah. Uh, but from a golf perspective, it's especially hard and challenging and, you know, fraught with trouble if you don't have status or you're on a lower tour or on a, some up-and-coming tour. And we've seen this. It's especially difficult. The local IQ tour, they cobble together. Um, the web tour guys, they have no chance of advancing. We know that. But she's like grinding out starts on the Symmetra tour, caddying on the LPGA. Winning cactus tour events. <laughs> playing cactus tour. So I think like in this year, especially when there is so much the barriers are even higher to just having a career to having opportunity a win like this in this moment uh, is i think even heightened more than the story is made even amplified by by that the current circumstance yeah especially she's thinking about quitting it's like how easy yeah. would it have been to quit this year when this when time. the world shut down and golf shut down for you know what was it 3 months 4 months and well, and that's what we hear so much about the greatest impact the agents told us, like the people on the fringes, the people like person like this will quit with with really like those pathways closing off more than anything. Um, did you see that she's actually not in the U.S. Open or ANA Inspiration Field tonight, right now? The wind didn't get her into those two, two, two of the next three majors. That doesn't make sense. I Beth Beth Ann Nichols wrote an article about, it, but she's not in those fields. That that's got to change. Is it a, uh, so it's a chronological thing, right? So the women's open would usually come after this. So it would get her in the next one, the 2021 open in ANA. I'm not sure. I just, I I don't know what it is, but it, you know, for, she needs to be in those fields. 
Presumably, she gets five-year exemptions or something to all the other majors, right? Yeah. But it probably doesn't start till next year because this is usually the last women's major, or maybe second to last. I don't know if the Evian comes after that. Evian's it's kids. because of the order. Right, right. Same issue with Burger, which we'll talk about, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Burger's probably in for next year. We'll talk about that later. Um, anything else on the women's open? Um, yeah, I just, I just, am, I was enthralled by by the golf all week. I I was up very early in the morning because of uh, a, a newborn baby, and uh, yeah. I found myself watching a lot of the golf, which was a great byproduct of it. And you know, I'd nap in the afternoons, and uh, it was it was awesome. It's so much fun to watch. I've enjoyed the the women's return to golf capitalize so much in the the last not clear if they did an official campaign they demanded journalists capitalize it unclear about maybe it's under uh you know not capitalize you know it's bolded who knows yeah so what you've enjoyed the whole thing i one of the things i loved is you know they played on three of the four weeks and i think the other course in toledo uh i forgot what the name of it is but you know they've played inverness uh renaissance club and Troon, three of the four weeks that they've been back, they're three world-class golf courses, and it's just been so much fun to watch, and I kind of found myself, and I wrote something. I, I don't know when it'll go up. I I was so inspired I wrote something today, which is a rarity Whoa. for me these days. Jeez. Yeah. You've got a kid, and you're writing, you're podcasting, and <laughs> four or five days later? Impressive. But uh, one of the things I... Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't help but think watching. I, you know, having watched a ton of this golf tournament and watched a lot of Inverness is, you know, if you're a diehard baseball fan, there's nothing better than you know playoff baseball where everybody's scratching for for to win on the margins, where executing that hit and run, moving the runner from first to second is like paramount, and I feel mm-hmm. like the women's game of golf is like that, especially on these great courses where every little thing matters and every aspect of their game is being examined. And I couldn't help, especially with the direction with Bryson, obviously DJ had an unbelievable performance. This is not at all meant to take away from DJ's performance, but the PGA tour, I feel like just thinking about the baseball comparison has is moving itself more and more towards home run derby where it's just get up to the ball hit it as far as you can and wedge it up there and it's becoming so much less interesting for a diehard fan than that game where you know being on one side of the fairway matters because you have to approach a green with a fronting bunker that doesn't matter when you've got a lob wedge in your hand every hole you know it does matter when you're coming in with a lower trajectory club and we saw at Troon like it was really neat, and you saw it with MB Park's post-round interview. They asked her, you know, she go, oh, it's really tough. And we saw it, like, they're hitting long irons into these greens coming down the stretch. And the men, you know, they're hitting wedges. It's just not the same. And, it, you know, hitting a wedge into a green, there's, there's not that much that can go wrong. Like, it's really hard to mess up with a wedge, you know? Yeah. And in and, and this... This game has, I think, so much potential. The women's game, I think, is... Um, I kind of have started to think about it in, in the way tennis... You know, obviously, tennis had a big revolution with the, the composite racket um, and the modern yeah. strings, which led to the men's game becoming so power-dominant, you know, where it became just serve and volley. And there's, you know, the popularity of the men's game diminished so much, and it mm-hmm. what who won from that was the women's game who still retained those volleys and it became, you know, the women's game actually became more popular. And because of that, you know, prize money equaled out. The women get paid the same amount as the men now. And, uh, you know, the men ultimately slowed the ball down to get their rallies back. Yeah. And I think that, that some of that nuance is just being lost in the men's game. And you watch the women and it, it, you know, women's, distances line up pretty well the 1980s men's golf now right which right. a lot of people say is the golden age of golf the best decade of golf and it, it's because different styles are able to thrive it's not just about how who bashes it the furthest and straightest in a given week and putts well 
pretty good era for Euro golf too. Fal, you know, when you're talking about eighties, different mm-hmm. kind of not the bigger hitter. And you got a woozy who's like five something. He can smash it with the hard hook and stuff like that. You had Jack and Tom Watson. Yeah, and you know, yep. it, I, I think like when you think about the women's game, I think the next 20 years could be really, it could really grow in popularity because it's just more compelling golf in my opinion. I think to your point, I, well, I mean, th- well, this most recent instant event that what's the, what's the most famous hole at Troon? What's the, it's the, the postage, postage yeah. stamp, right? It's like this one that's like extreme precision, right? It's not, it's not like the thing to mash it, right? It's this precision who can, who can make the smartest play or who can decide to make the ballsiest play or what, where do you find the middle line, right? Where, where do you go and who can be the most precise and who can execute it? And I think, to that point, uh, my favorite shot from the week. The week I'll remember, the shot I'll remember most is a driver, but it was driver off the deck. Yes. It's just with that guy like 15 feet off the ground and did this kind of rope around this fronting, you know, pot bunker. It kind of curled around beautifully. That's what I'll remember. It's not, again, it, yeah, it, it's just a little bit to your point on uh, the smash and wedge stuff. The, the, uh, the most interesting golf shots the most interesting parts of them in general outside of maybe your your slam dunks are the ones once the ball hits the ground that's when it's the most interesting when the ball's rolling and you know driver wedge doesn't leave much for that you know because you're hitting a wedge that's just going up and stopping especially when the course is soft you know which we see a lot of times with the pga tour and we can talk more (laughs) about that in a few minutes but yeah I mean, I the other thing I was thinking about is like why why are equipment monies I understand why they are because of the eyeballs, but like if you're an equipment company, why aren't women the ones that you're paying tons of money to endorse? Because they're you know, a high launching long iron is makes a huge impact on their game. Like DJ, Rory, all those guys, they could hit a butter knife high and, and soft. They can do things that, like what equipment they play has no impact on the general public because they don't have the same anywhere near the same problems as them. Like these women should be the, the ambassadors of the game because they you know, them having a long a high launching long iron is very yeah. relatable to the eight handicap who hits it you know, 280 and needs a long, a high launching long iron to play par vibes better, or long par threes better. Yeah, their their talent, the eight handicap does not approximate no. the talent. No, it's a similar no. issue. I know what you're. I just don't. I want people to be clear about that. that they're, you're not suggesting they're similar players in any way, but similar styles and similar. Uh, I don't know, similar issue, a, a similar solution. The club could be. It, the, the thing about the the women like they there are long there are maria fassi smashes it lexi thompson smashes it like they there are long hitters out there but they are so good at everything they're just incredible how good they are like the the dispersion like how tight how small their misses are is just astonishing yep yep Uh, okay uh one other thing before we move on we got to talk about lexi thompson that was it. That's exactly we. Wow, we are right back. Simpatico. I didn't know. Yes, that's <laughs> that's what I had. Fantastic. Good to have you back, Andy. What do you think? Uh, what are you? What are your thoughts? Explain what happened, and then let's hear your thoughts, and I'll give you, <laughs> you mine. Look, you're gesticulating. You look ready to talk. Uh, I mean, you can't do that. All right, you want me to set it up or ball? Set it up. So just so anybody you, that can- sitting on adjacent abutting. A tuft of grass. This tuft appears to be a wisp of some sort. It's maybe eight inches tall. It's probably clumpy. The ball is not on it. It's sort of like against it, right? Is that would that be accurate to say? Yeah, it's, it's like against it, and it's otherwise. But sort of I just like this, the word abutting. But it's otherwise like just sort of a burned out wash ish area, right? It's not this thick rough. It's just a, it's unmaintained kind of tuft of grass it's a very um, unpredictable lie you'd look yes. at it and kind of be like hmm i don't know what this is going to do because of this tuft of grass a little breezy maybe the tuft is swaying in the wind gently i don't know but she takes the back of her iron and just brushes at the tuft of that the, the the grass that's touching her ball and does it again now now great this this grass is 
you know, eight inches in the air. Her ball is whatever, an inch, you know? So she's not necessarily really close to the ball, but she's moving the grass, the clump, that is touching her ball in one way or another. She addressed the ball a couple times pretty forcefully. Takes the club off. Pretty, like she put, padded it down, you know, like... Oh, see, yeah, see yeah, it, it, yeah, I'm not yeah. saying she intentionally patted it down, but it was not like a soft address of the club. It was a okay. pretty forceful address. So then she she just kind of waves at it with the back of her iron, you know, knocks the I don't know what I don't know necessarily. Uh, it, it was it looked very blatant to be sort of improving your lie or trying to remove a hindrance like you would like a twig that's touching you know just taking the back of your club and flipping a twig that was kind of against your ball um and just and then hits and then plays and then i woke up to this would have been friday morning i think we woke Mm -hmm. up to this Uh, european twitter's in a roar about it um David Rickman, who I believe is the rna rules person said there was no penalty because the ball did they determine it moved I don't know that they ever determined it. They All they term- said was I think the, it came the, back to place where original its original point. And, it, wherever it was, it was in its original point. And I think the 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 question becomes: Was she improving or lie? Yeah, yeah, right, right. So this is against the backdrop of the ANA debacle, where she, you know, mismarked her ball, and then a, you know, twenty four hours later, she gets dinged with the four shot penalty, um, where, you know, I, I think. Given the way that was sort of where that that punishment was handed out, she was certainly sympathetic figure in that case. I think she should have like the way it came about down, you know, as she's going to the uh, Sunday of a major and and she's hearing about something that happened 24 hours ago. But there were certainly people, professionals, professional commentators, Robert Dameron among them, uh, others who's like that looked deliberate, that looked you know, it definitely little sketch, little sketchy. I, um, you like know where you to, put the ball back down. Yeah, get get yeah, putting it there to get around something um, on the green. Uh, so, what do you make of this? What do you was, should there have been a penalty? So, I'm not suggesting this is there's some a clear pattern of cheating, but I think European commentators and rightly so were bringing that up in context of this one. So, I, go ahead. What do you make of this? Jeff Shackelford's pointing this out. I think uh, is that. It was a big moment in the sense of how it put this gray area into the game where, you know, it it looked pretty clear that she was, you know, whether or not they, I think the, the whole thing comes back to this intent thing that we, the same thing we saw with like Reed and, you know, it, yep. I didn't intend to do this it's, or, or the anchor yes. man, I'm not intending to anchor my putter. But yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. But like the reality, you didn't attend. You you did it, and like there's no doubt in my mind that what she was doing was trying to improve her lie. Like you wouldn't do that kind of stuff. I, I, you could be testing the way you took it, but that didn't even look like that. It, you know, yeah. she was smashing down the grass behind the ball. And there was there was no like subtlety to it. No, there was no subtlety. Like it was even to someone who's not super in in competitive golf or familiar with the rules. You're like, whoa, whoa, that looks out of the ordinary. The way she's waving at that. And and it's really clear when you are up against a tree. If you knock like a leaf off, it's a penalty. But grass yeah. is so much different because like if you knock it down, it's not a penalty. You know, if yeah. you and yeah. like it, you, it's not like a clear cut thing. You you don't see the leaf fall or the branch fall. And it's like, OK, the branch fell. It's a penalty. Yeah. Like yeah. it's it's not like, oh, she mashed down this tuft of grass that made it easier for her to hit the ball is not as clear because it's but I think it should have been a penalty. I think that that rule really needs to be revisited and written more clearly because it it seems like we've run into it now. Like the ROM situation was similar, um, but I think way different. I don't, I don't think John Rom was anywhere in the, like that was. Seemed Not sure like he even a pretty, knew his ball moved yeah. or he was like trying to fluff it or, or adjust it. That but. seemed like an address of the ball. Yeah. And now you could yeah. say like, he shouldn't address the ball like that, but that comes back to a whole nother can of worms. This looked like this was out of her ordinary routine. 
and mm-hmm. something she did to better hit hit a better shot. Yeah, it get, and also brings delight. It brings to mind the read thing at Beth Page mm-hmm. right when Costas was on the broadcast. Like, well, I don't know, like. I, what club he's hit, or I, I don't know where this is going to go, but I do know the lie he's hitting out of now is not the same one he had five minutes or three minutes ago. And how do you adjudicate that? I, I, I mean, this, if you get some rules guys coming out and at Pat, at Pat Reed, they're going to, you know, try to bite their head off saying that. Like, how do you determine it? Do you determine it? Do you make it an intent? Do you make it? this was too severe of padding a lie or messing around with a lie. If the ball, I, I don't know if the ball moves, it's kind of like cut and dry. Right. And doesn't come back to its spot. Like then we know, but there's so much more gray area beyond that of, of really improving your lie. I think in the rough at a Beth page seems like the most significant place where, where you can do it without, you know, bringing on any kind of punishment or bringing on watchful eyes, I guess. So. Yeah. I, I mean, I think she should have been penalized. Yeah, I think. Yep. I think the other aspect of this is after what happened a couple of years ago. Yeah, there's a little bit more, less room for doubt. You know, yep. you kind of. Yep. Yeah. It's a yep. fool me once situation. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yep. I not always screw up the second half of that, <laughs> so I'm just gonna leave it there. <laughs> fool me once situation. No, no. I, I, I mean, I'm glad we talked about that. Uh, I don't have any other women's open thoughts. Do you? I just congrats. I it. Yeah. The- I'm, I'm well. The other thing, I'm so excited. I think the back half of what I was talking about earlier is that you know last year we play they played this event at Woburn, which was a disgrace for the women's British Open to be played at a Parkland course built in the 50s in in England. Um, so. I think a big signal of, I think this is a great first step of golf and really embracing and promoting the women's game more is the upcoming schedule of of open championship courses that they're playing with Muirfield and Carnoustie and the old course. Like It's really exciting because watching them play Troon was part of the delight is that these great golf courses amplify how great their golf product is. Yep. I I think the women's open uh, has had a great run of sort of champions stories. I would say Mm -hmm. the, the Shibuno Shibuno. I know the course was brutal last year, but just smiling and her pace of play. That was amazing. You know, this story pop off with giving it up on the verge of giving up the game. Remember Mo Martin a couple of years ago? I want to say that was Burkdale when she like smoked that wood into the par fives. You know, she was not, you know, the most dominant talent, but a, a very good pro. It's just kind of a, another amazing story. The, the women's opens really produce, like the men's open, produce some kind of wonderful champions, wonderful stories in the last, I would say, decade or so. Um, all right. Moving on. Congrats again, Sophia Popoff. All right, moving on. We don't have a read today. Oh, we don't? I think we cleared the decks. So that's a reminder. Send birthday requests for the rest of August. Start jumping on September if you'd like to sgsbirthdays at gmail.com. We've got a lot, but we want a full, full, uh, throw your name in there. We want a full boat. Everybody get an opportunity to get a free bottle of wine. We'll do that every Friday. sgsbirthdays at gmail.com. Give us a little. We got to do the coffee golf drawing. Yes, and then we're going to do that. We're doing that tomorrow. How about that? All right. We'll do that. So subscribe by the end of the day, Monday. If you subscribe to the SGS Blend, light or dark roast, we're going to do the drawing tomorrow. And Five you can mugs. do that at BixbyCoffee.com. Yeah, I should probably let you know. And it's, Bix- it's on there under products. You find the Shotgun Start Coffee. You get it fresh, delivered. Uh, you know, it's you can cancel anytime. You know, if the subscription's not to your liking. So light roast, dark roast, we'll draw for five mugs, five coffee socks, a six-month subscription, and a three-month subscription. We'll do that Monday night. Sorry. We keep, you know, you had a kid. I had a proceed. I don't know. Just a lot going on. Well, we'll do that this week. So yeah. get in the bucket and subscribe today. All right. Um, on the Northern Trust, they're in a rain delay. I'm not going to lie. We just started recording. You know, I got, I, I got, got some duties tonight, you know. Yeah, you got a child. I, yeah. 
DJ leads. They've got three holes to play, two holes to play. He's 29 under. He leads Harris English by nine. Uh, he's gone 67, 60, disappointing 60, 64. Looks to be in, on pace for another you know, 63. Yeah, he went out in 30. You know, what, he's got two you, boardy holes left. Is he going to get so, to Ernie? Is he going to get to 31? 32. I don't know. Is he going to be Brian Gay? That's why we're recording before all this drama has been settled. That's maybe why we decided to record so we wouldn't be so down about Brian Gay's record being shattered. So we don't know for sure. Brian Gay, last winner, double-digit winner on the PGA Tour. We we jumped the gun so we wouldn't have that added depression of his record being broken. Do you think Harris English and DJ are talking about that right now? About BG's BG's record and whether Harris can can prevent it from, from, uh, you know... (laughs) I don't think so. I don't think they probably are aware of the situation unless Sean Martin, you know, texts with one of them about it. Uh, I doubt they are aware. So, um, do you think he's going to break Ernie? I don't think he's going to. He's got two birdie holes. He's got to go birdie eagle to break Ernie's. I think I could very foresee him tying it. Tying. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, the reality is it's a par 71 versus Kapalua's par 73. So, one of the things there is that you know the it's an utterly astonishing performance. I mean, incredible. And I I have to say the golf course has been is taken a lot of heat. It's gotten gotten beat up by people. Why? Because of easy. the scores? Because or? of the scores. It's a natural yeah. knee jerk reaction. Yeah. But like, look at the DJ's nine clear. He's clearly the best player. They're it's letting them get nine clear. The other thing that I've been kind of impressed by, there have been big scores. You right. know? Like right. Rory shot seventy four yesterday. Yeah. Z B yeah. shot I, eighty on Friday after he shot four four under the first day. You know, like there there haven't it's not it's just utterly astonishing how good of golf DJ has played. And he's just so good when he's on like this. It's just And he played well at the PGA. You know, this isn't like some guy who just, you know, slapping it around. Obviously, you don't get the 29 under. You don't get nine clear. And he's, you know, he's all around, right? All around. Tee to green. He's been pretty good putting. It's just, it's, yeah, it's a legendary FedEx Cup performance. I don't know about legendary. Legendary FedEx Cup performance. This is just like, you know, what Luka Dodgers is doing on the NBA. Like, Yeah, that's broken while we were recording. He drained something, huh? Yeah. Drained a three-pointer. It's just, uh, like, just like that. I mean, this is this is where the uh, play, playoff basketball that. is just like hey, playoff golf here. It's not, it's not been... You know, the playoffs... Here's what I'll the say. Stakes, the stakes seem low, but the guys who've won them, he's slocum here or there, you know, take away. Like the players who win them are are often, you know, the top players that year. So, I, I think, right? A lot well, of Rory wins. Somebody texted me and asked me, you know, about the play. They're like, it said, it seems like a lot of big names missed the cut this week. I'm like, well, it's like the top 125 guys. So like there aren't that many bad guys. There's no, yeah. it's not like we, yeah. we don't have 10 sponsors exemptions rolling into the field and yeah. Danny chops <laughs> and Mr. 300. Danny chops is on the call this week. Um, I, I struggle personally to just get into these every year. I just do. I like to, I love, I'm not suggesting they're bad or what happened before them was you know, it's it's a, it's an improvement on you know what existed in 2006. I personally just really struggle to be enthused or into these. Even with DJ going for a 58, it was hard for me to get into, and that's just me. I'm not uh, every year the Northern Trust. I, I, I just I don't. Know, last year stunk. Pat Reed won, but the entire week was about slow play. That was juicy and enjoyable. This year, DJ's like putting on one of the great performances that, you know, if we were to do a spotlight on him in 20 years, you know, this will probably be at 30 seconds of it, two minutes of it, right? It's going to be a career achievement of some sort. Um, it'll be, it'll be about DJ and how it's his wins list is really incredible. I mean, he won the Northern yeah. Trust a couple years ago. Yeah. He's won a ton of WGCs. Yep. Yeah. 
he consistently plays great in major championships, although he's only won one. Three or four could have gone his way. It he plays extraordinarily well. He is not the king of the bees, as one player referred to Marco Mira. Like he wins the A events and he can win them running away. And that I am always amazed at guys that can win golf tournaments by seven, eight, nine, ten shots. Like that is extraordinary, especially against a field that has the best players in the world in it. Like not often you see the best players in the world get lapped by another player. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like him separating says anything about TPC Boston? That's, you know, people are going to say like with separation, you know, usually identify, you know, de- identifies a course that identifies who's playing the best kind of thing. Does that say anything to the course? I mean, I think one of the things with DJ is he's never hitting. He's rarely ever hitting less than a wedge into a par four or more than a wet. Like he's maybe, I think it was, he went a year or two years without hitting a more than a seven iron into par four. I think that's right. Um, You know, at this guy, the reality is, is that if he has a good week with his driver and wedges, he could go to this golf course and not carry a three, four and five iron and be fine. He would still Mm -hmm. have won this tournament. If he just went to the golf course with a driver and seven iron and below, he would have still won this week. And that's the problem with the men's game right now is that it, it's just like that tennis analogy we talked about. It's serve volley. It's driver wedge. It, it it just, if one of these power players has a good week with the driver and wedges, it's over. Well, let's do a little qu- quote roulette as we're talking about some of the problems with the game, maybe a little apathy around the playoffs. We'll do a little qu- quote roulette. First up is Justin Thomas, who's broken 60. His quote, you know, after the, the, the scores on, God, what was that, Friday, right? Scheffler, 59. DJ, disappointing, 60, right? I yeah. mean, I, I, you know, in, in, incredible score, right? Incred- you know, 11 under through 11. Unbelievable. He, you know, laid up on 18 and parred a bunch on the back. I, I don't know. People were disappointed. He, he won by nine. He's up by nine yeah. right now. He's yeah. going to win by between seven and 10 shots. Or 11 no, shots on tour. It's unbelievable. Utterly unbelievable. So here's Justin Thomas. I still what think... If DJ, what if DJ doesn't win? <laughs> and we're pre-recorded <laughs> yeah. this? What do we do? Do we have an emergency What would have pod? to happen? Emergency... I don't know. I think it'd make this pod that much better. You know? Just talking like some idiots. Um, what would have to happen for that? Uh, whatever. He would he have to like schmutz. fall down the stairs or something. Well, that's <laughs> happened before. It can happen again. Uh, I still think, here's Justin Thomas. I still think someone is going to shoot 56 or 57 or 58 on tour, um, whether it's in the next couple of years or 10 or 15. We're all getting so much better. And especially if you get a place like this with really good greens and it's soft, we're pretty good with our distance control and pretty good at golf to where if we get it rolling, who knows what can happen. Here's Justin Thomas earlier this week uh, speaking, I don't know where, I think in his press conference. It really bothers me when they say that the golf ball needs to be rolled back because there's plenty of people that are still performing well that don't hit it as far. Length is not the answer. It's just helpful. You still got to get the ball in the hole. His last point, you still got to get the ball in the hole, like negates everything that comes for it. Like, yeah, and hitting it 375 yards helps with that as opposed to 250 or 265 or 270. That's the point. I think he, he doesn't get getting the ball in the hole. Yes, that's the overall point. Be able to everybody, every Tom, Dick, and Harry and Camp Champ that can hit it 375 helps. Like that helps more people get it, the ball in the hole and shoot, you know, kind of low scores maybe without their best game, right? Or or you're seeing 56, 57, 58 because, yes, the players are good and they're optimized and they're, you know, better trained and more serious than ever. Who knows? I, I don't know. But that's part of it. But it's also, it has to do with the ball going, well, the equipment sending the ball, making a 7,500, 7,800-yard course seem not that challenging Shackelford had a great little blog post about uh about jt's quotes where he talked about he's like 
you know, Titleist and the manufacturers pay these guys millions of dollars and they don't even bring up that we have great equipment and these quotes. Like, he doesn't even mention, oh, yeah, we have unbelievable equipment, you know, yeah, that yeah. helps us yeah. do this. And, and that's undeniable, okay? Like, yeah. the, the equipment level it from this year compared to 20 years ago, these guys have, whether it's not just the clubs and the ball it's the it's the track band it's the all this stuff but to just ignore that and say we're just so much better it, we are we you know it's it's just utterly ridiculous especially when this was the guy that was one of the most vocal about a centerline bunker on a hole <laughs> on this golf course that's just yielding 30 under that he said yeah. it was a bad design. It was a, he didn't do a good job redesigning it about Gil Hans's redesign where he put a centerline bunker on a hole and everybody bitched and he played it in another fairway to avoid it. And it's like that's actually doing something. That's influencing the way these guys have to play the game and making it so them actually have to think. And it's just a JT... He's a great player. It's fun to watch it. When he gets on, it's fun to watch him play golf. But he regularly turns in some of the worst quotes. And it it, it goes back to when he kicked the fan out for a simple, you know, getting the bunker. It, it's just incredibly – and I think some of this is just the PGA Tour mentality when you're 22 and you get on tour is you have no perspective on what real life is. And so, well, someone who does has perspective, a little bit more perspective, a little bit – Tiger. Rory, this year, they've uh, Tiger's uh, to hear Justin. I think he just gets too aggressive about it, being like it really bothers me when they say they got the ball. You know, it, like you don't need to act like you know, uh, like you've been insulted or affronted that someone said it. Because you know who said it this year, Riviera, Rory McIlroy. They bifurcation, roll, roll back. I don't know if he said bifurcation or rolling back the ball. He came out and said it right away. Tiger. Many quotes you can find over the history of his career as he got advanced, as he's seen what his talent is versus what these up-and-comers are. Said we should play by, you know, bifurcation. Softball can use the metal bat. We'll use the wood bat. All These are guys with a little bit of perspective who's, I guess their quotes, those quotes bother JT. They, they piss him off that he, they have to, he has to hear about that from Tiger and Rory. I don't know. Do you Fellow think, swamp creatures. Do you think it, I, I, something I was thinking about Along these lines, um, do you think that there's any correlation po- possible? And this is just all just random thought. There's no evidence, yep. statistical evidence. Do you think it's a coincidence that Rory hasn't won a major since 2014 and where the equipment has just become more and more forgiving since then? I mean, that's an impossible question to answer. I um, de- definitively. I- I think it's a mix of things is wandered in the wilderness mentally with putting with short with wedges. Like he's had different things come in. I don't know. He does pretty well on tour. He's won FedEx cups, multiple. He's won player of the years. You know, it's hard to say definitively that, that that's why he hasn't won a major. I just wonder when you're the, you know, one of the greatest yeah, drivers know. of the golf ball of all time. And all of a sudden, yeah equipment renders that skill less and less i don't know separating it's just mitigates your separation right yeah it mitigates the guy that hits it really solid and really straight with anything versus the guy that you know that high toe toe driver goes five yards shorter still straight you know jt falls in that category too right he's not like some scrub that's getting all the He's in the Rory category. He's probably being hurt. Well, that's the thing I never understand about these guys is like a lot. They, I think it's like a sales guy. If you tell a sales guy, I'm changing your commission, their immediate reaction is that they're trying to take money away from me, you know? Yeah, and it could yeah. be the greatest commission plan of all time for them. But their first yeah. gut reaction is going to be like, they're changing this to take money away from me. And I right. think that's what happens with these tour pros is that, you know, it's not about, it's just, we want to separate, you know, the best players. Like, I don't know. It, there, are, there are a lot of great guys out there. There are a lot of great players, but you just don't really know. There's, you don't know sometimes who is and who isn't because 
the driver is now the easiest club to hit in the bag, and it used to be the hardest club to hit in the bag. Another quote, quote roulette. Tiger, you don't have the same type of energy. Guys aren't shooting as high of rounds as they normally would. Uh, that's Tiger. I'm going to you know, paraphrase him now. Saying some of the advantage he has with crowds being there versus not being there is gone with no crowds because he's used to playing with people. He's used to the ambient, you know, ruckus. He's learned how to play with that for 25 years or whatever it's been, um, you know, and he thinks guys are shooting lower because they don't have to deal with that. And some of his advantages have been wiped out by that. Interesting point. Rory had similar quote too. Do you have you it? To, yeah, yeah. I think it this, bleeds in well with it. We could talk about just the no fan thing. This is going to sound really bad. McElroy said, uh, but I feel like the last few weeks I've just been going through the motions. I want to get to an intensity and some sort of fire, but I just haven't been able to. That's probably do with the atmosphere and partly do with how I'm playing. I'm not inspiring myself, and I'm definitely trying to get inspiration from outside sources to get something going on. I wonder who his outside sources are, who he could have come in, start yelling at him. You know, Maybe he's like Roger up. Sloan. Bob Parsons come in, start yelling at him about trying to get him pumped up by the time he was in Nam or something. It could be the lack of family atmosphere. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, so... Anyways, you know, Rory's uninspired in the playoffs or with no fans, this run of the back on the return to golf all caps. And Tiger saying his advantage is being, you know, taken away because guys are able to shoot lower scores. Guys aren't shooting as high rounds as they normally would. LeBron had similar quotes about the NBA bubble too. Yeah. About yeah. how he's having trouble without fans. And it's it, it's interesting that you hear it you're hearing this from some of the greatest players in their respective sports. Um, yeah. I think that, you know, at the end of the day, you should be able to win in any circumstance. Maybe an argument against the Andy Johnson uh, campaign to Could remove be. fans from all golf, professional golf of Tiger and Rory. Are should saying... distractions be overcoming di- uh, exterior distractions in the way of fans be a, a big imp- part of the, you know, championship yeah. golf. Do you, th- I mean, if you think that's the, no, no, no. But I think there is something to the energy perspective. I agree with right? that. If you're the best in the p- world and you've done that with, you've won the biggest events in golf for say, I don't know, Rory's case, a decade or Ro- Tiger's case, 20 years. And you do it with sort of this crescendo and energy around it. When something good happens, that might, you know, I think that matters, that the inspiration and energy part might matter to them. So I don't, I'm not saying that this is the case, but look at the two major winners we've seen this year. Both of them very, very little major championship experience. You're talking about Morikawa and Popoff? Yeah. Obviously, I think Morikawa is going to be one what of the greatest players. about Jerry play- Kelly? We're talking oh, about sh- Jerry Kelly. Forgot about that. I forgot about the no-cut. I forgot about the no-cut major, okay? <laughs> he doesn't have a lot of uh, Champions Tour experience. He's only been yeah, out there for a couple true. years. That's true. That's true. But, uh, but you think about, like, Popoff and Morikawa, they're, they're both, you know, winners with very little experience in majors. And, and I would buy that coming down the stretch – on a Sunday in a major might be a little bit easier without fans. If you're a young yeah. player now, yeah. I don't think, I don't know where I stand on whether that should, you know, I think that you're still chasing history, you know, yeah. like all yeah. everything that nothing changed with what pop off was going to accomplish today. Or sure, more account sure. and no, like no. what came with that and keeping There's that, no asterisk yeah, or anything and keeping yeah. that out of her mind for you know essentially yeah. all night and eighteen holes is astonishing and same with Morikawa. I just I don't know how I, I what do you think about those quotes? I like I think I already yeah I think it might matter I I think that they're accurate I think it matters to the guys that are the best that are used to it or have the most reps with it right I, I think it does matter I think it plays into it but in the question is learning should... how to compete in that arena and learning that's that is the co- professional competition at the highest level this is all I've known my whole life and where I've succeeded and it's it's a little different now I, that's all it's the arena it's not necessarily I, I know it's not the biggest factor you still got to hit the ball and put it in the hole as JT would say but uh, I, I think it, there is something to it for the guys at the highest level 
I don't. And here's where I struggle with it for those two is that neither of them have contended. Yeah. It's not like they came up short against Uh somebody down the stretch and it mattered. These guys haven't been even close to Rory, a little bit of colonial maybe, but that's it. I think he didn't, he touch the leaderboard at colonial. I, yeah. yeah. uh, No, you're right. You're right. They've not been close. They haven't. It'd be something if they, if these guys each had three top fives or, Mm -hmm. you know, Tiger's only played, let's just say Tiger has one top five even, but like they haven't even been close to the, to the lead. So like, to a certain extent, you're just not hitting the shots. You're not playing yep. well enough to be in contention. Last bit. Anything else on Northern Trust? Last one I got to get off is uh, I made a joke on Wednesday preview show with Smartin about how featured groups are going to be by FedEx Cup ranking, right? So everybody's and Ricky's 88th. So how's Ricky Tour live? You know how are they going to get him? How are they going to crowbar him in? Well. They waited till the weekend. Ricky Tour Live always comes through. I got several messages about this. Maybe even some from people at the tour uh, that Ricky was featured groups PGA Tour Live on Sunday morning. Didn't have a chance in hell of making it. I think he's out of the FedEx Cup, I believe. Uh, But he got his last hurrah for Ricky Tour Live. They made him. They crowbarred him in. Hey, the golf has restarted. DJ Pard 17. He's on to 18 here. So Ernie is safe. Maybe no, a tie with maybe, an eagle. Maybe a tie with an eagle. And BG, BG is not out of the woods yet, though, because Harris English part 17. So uh, they come down the stretch with uh, Harry Harry and DJ are uh, are nine shots apart. I think we could see a Harry birdie, DJ eagle, DJ ties, Ernie, and... Matt remarks uh, and takes down BG, uh, longstanding last player to win by double digits. All right. Um, other events this hey, weekend. Hey, can we talk about the playoffs for a little bit more? Yeah. Yeah, of course. This is a, yeah, it's playoff winning time. FedEx Cup. I just. Let's go. I hate the playoffs. I hate the name. <laughs> I hate. When I, you said you wanted to talk about it more, I knew something was coming. I, I, Your lead off is I hate the playoffs. I just I can't get over the name. It shouldn't be called the playoffs. It's not a playoff. Not everybody's on level playground. What do you mean? What are you talking about? No other sport. Because of the points, yeah. Everybody starts at different spots. It's not a playoff. But if you tie, if you go to a playoff in a tournament, if Harris English made a negative nine on 18 or whatever he needs to 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 tie DJ they go to the playoff it's not like DJ DJ was leading for 71 holes so he he gets a seven shot lead that's not that's not the way a playoff works a playoff is like okay we go out and we see who wins and everybody starts from scratch like well, sure you consider there's like some home, home field advantage yeah well home court advantage is not the same it, it, that, yeah. it's not like you get a game you know yeah. it's not like you get yeah. three games yeah it's the that's true. So I pulled up some just famous playoff quotes. You know, I I googled famous playoff quotes. You know, sports playoffs. Okay. okay, okay. What about track? What about swimming? Like, if you get the best qualifying, you get like the faster lane or something. You like get a better swimming. lane, no, get... but you don't get a head start. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. I know. And what then the other <laughs> thing, they're commercial. They're stupid commercial. Uh, it makes it a little intense. Like, I mean, let me, yeah. let me tell you something. You can play the, the, the slogans like you got to play well in three weeks, three. I, we talk, I've, you yeah. can play like complete dog shit in two weeks and still win. <laughs> I agree. I know. I don't, but while, yeah. And they're this, shitting on like needs, a major championship too. And while doing that, they're saying like, those are only four rounds. This is, you know, 12 or, you know, it needs a new name. It's not playoffs. That's just that what I'm I've gotten to the point whatever you can keep your stupid format that sucks FedEx Cup. that nobody about cares FedEx Cup? about yeah. but you can't call it playoffs anymore cuz okay the playoffs right. are completely different okay here's what a playoff are these other quotes Carl Crawford oh god famous Not baseball John. player or no I'm thinking of who am I thinking of Carl Joey Crawford, Crawford? No, no. Um, Carl Crawford, go ahead. Whatever happened in the regular season seems to not matter in the playoffs. There you go. You know what? The FedEx Cup, it really matters what happens in the in the regular season. I guess. 
What about Billy Horschel? He okay. didn't do shit in the regular season. He won the FedEx Cup. All I'm saying, I find a- there needs to be a clean slate. If you make the playoffs, if it's okay. if you want it to be called the playoffs, it has to start from, everybody has to start on level ground. You could give somebody the advantage of better tee times. That could be like your home court advantage. You get a okay. better tee time, you know? Okay. You could pick okay. who you play with, you know? But everybody's got to start from zero. That's That's a playoff. Okay. All right. Okay. Here, here's your boy, your boy, LeBron. It would be easier if I didn't make the playoffs. It would hurt less. But then I start thinking about how much fun it is. Do you think anybody cares about whether they make the playoffs or not, other than the fact that their cards associated with that? Well, that's what I. Yeah, I think advancing. I think the analogy better would be they they don't care if they get out. This like you think Phil's like crying in his coffee today because he didn't get to go to Chicago. We'll talk about him in a minute, but like they were trying to dramatize Charlie Hoffman's approach into 18 today. Like, oh, he needs Eagle to advance. Like Charlie Hoffman, he's made a ton of money. He does not give a shit if he played only one event or not. All he would have cared about in a normal year was getting in, right? 125. That's it. It's just, yeah. Doc Whereas LeBron loses first round, he doesn't get to advance. It's like, you know, somebody kicked him in the nuts. It's, yeah. it's a little different feeling. So. Doc Rivers, I love the NBA playoffs. It's just a great mental test for each team. When it's really close, usually one team pulls together and the other team comes apart. Have you? Have we ever seen somebody come apart in, under playoff pressure? Has that ever happened? And actually, that like brings it. me to another point I want to bring up. TPC Boston, it was great. You know, Northeast... Northeast or wherever it is in Massachusetts has essentially been in like a drought all summer. And it was like a pillow out there. And I feel if you, like you, you no. have all these stats about telling me that all these parts of the country are in a drought all the time. And I don't know. I, I can't fact check you on the record on that. I what, think you but are. Whatever, you what might I'm be saying, overinflating your weather information. Everybody's always in the essentially in a drought. Ohio is in a drought. California. Like everybody's always in a drought with you. The best, I'm kidding. the I'm best kidding. player won, right? Okay. Everybody's right. yelling about at least set up. If it's the playoffs, set it up hard. What do you? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I know. Like, I know. what is know. going on that like you know, it's fine. Like, DJ was going to win regardless of what they play. But, like, don't be afraid to push these guys a little. The playoff, no. that's like what makes playoff basketball or playoff baseball or any playoff great is that it's, the, it's harder than the regular season. It's right. more intense diff- conditions. Yeah, you see, yeah, a foul is not a foul. A foul in the regular season is maybe not a foul in the postseason. Or in baseball, you know, a pitcher has a leash that's two innings. Or, you know, bullpen guys come in in the third inning nowadays or fourth inning. Like, yeah, they're, they're, yeah it's, it's made more challenging, more intense. I get it. I get what you're saying there. And, and we're going to see a record-scoring performance. <laughs> and, and DJ would have won regardless the way he played. He played fantastically and really – the golf course's job, but at least make it somewhat challenging. Don't make it a pillow. You think they can? Just by far, yeah, the pillow. Uh, yeah. You think they can make it a lot more challenging than it was? Yes. Just by uh, soft firmness. Okay. You you want, like, playoffs, the greatest playoffs. I just playoffs, wonder what they're working with is what I'm asking. Like, the, how much more challenging can they make? The greatest playoff stories come from adversity. Uh-huh. Right. It's whether this, jo- whether Jordan can get past the Pistons after years of getting knocked out by him. It's whether LeBron can, you know, switch teams and and go with his super friends to, to another title for All him. Right. You know, it's but, but to it, your there's to your first point. This isn't the playoffs. So it's that's my a, point. It's just not yeah. a play. It needs to change. They need to change their name to like the regular season coronation or the top cup. the top player cash cup. grab. FedEx Cup. That's fine. I want him to cut it to 50 guys. Yeah, you do. Match play or something? No, what just it cut it to 50. Okay. Everybody okay. in the top 50 has had a great season. They make the playoffs. What would be your cuts per event? Going from one to, to BMW, what would you cut it? From 50, 50 to what? 50 to 36 to 16. And then 16's a match play, maybe, in Atlanta no. or wherever? 16 okay. for all that giant pile of cash. Okay. 
right. You get you keep your card if you get get in the one twenty five. Standard start in Atlanta. Not, no not leaderboard. <laughs> I didn't think so. Everybody starts from scratch. Okay. Top fifty. Everybody from scratch, and then you have a playoff. Nobody's arguing. Like number fifty has had a great year. You know. Yeah. Nobody's yep. saying, "Oh, you ha- you don't deserve to be here." Right. 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 No, I, I, I like I was watching on Thursday or Friday, and they showed Bo Hostler. I'm like, I yeah, I, I frankly, I frankly like, didn't know what his status was on tour. I yeah, I thought he had lost status. I don't think he's in like any majors, right? I, I don't. He's in the playoffs. All right. That that's a good that's that's not a yeah that's a good exhibit against this being ultimate August or whatever it is. Um. Anything and, else from the Northern Trust? No. No, what no, are you going to say? I don't, like don't want to go say anymore. I, I'm done. I, I, we got two more weeks. I want to be more positive. You know? Well, we got two more weeks. We got two more weeks. They're in my positive. backyard. Yeah, Olympia Fields. We'll talk about that on Wednesday. Um, we got to talk about Daniel Berger. We're at 55 minutes or something. We can talk about him on Wednesday. That's not changing. I love it. I'm amused by it. <laughs> it makes no sense, but uh, it, you know, I kind of enjoy it. Um, other winners this week on the buy.com tour at the nationwide children's hospital championship. Looks like Curtis luck escapes with a one shot win over Theo Humphrey, Taylor Montgomery and Cameron young. That was uh, a great finish. Former us amateur winner. Congrats to Curtis luck. Um, on the European tour on the manor swing, the coffee pot. We're did, back you see, at the did you see the end of that tournament? Uh, the KFT. Yeah. I, I no. Cameron Young is going to be a very, very great player. Curtis Luck had like 170 into 18. Cameron Young had 45 yards. Oh, God. Oh, it's no. 420 yard hole. Oh, my God. Uh, another addition to the Cameron zone. I'm excited about that. Uh, uh, hopefully, he gets it. would be a cool story. They have that one thing that's kind of cool. It's kind of actually like a playoff system. Everybody started from zero. The yeah, top yeah. 10 or top, I think it's top five of the, the what would have been web finals gets a U.S. Open berth. There you go. And that, guess what? Everybody started from zero because it's great. A, a, a playoff great. system. Adding stakes, adding some sort of stakes, right? Where everybody starts from zero. Right, right. Uh, last but not least, the whales open. Sorry, we're giving it short shrift. It was just happened earlier this morning. Uh, we have. Oh, I can't wait for this pronunciation. Someone who I've originally called <laughs> Romain Langescu. I'm told it's Langesque. We had someone from across the pond just submit a pronunciation guide. It's someone who played with Romain, who might not be right. That pronunciation might not be right. As in juniors, let me get this up. I gotta do that again. Did you? I, so that I'm doesn't definitely sound not right. Langescu. He's French. His name's Gregoire. Gregoire. Uh, he's sending me the pronunciation. He Maybe played that with is them. right. I think he's got to have it right. If that's he played with them, Roman Langosk. Amateur, former British yeah. amateur winner, made the cut at the Open, made the cut at the Masters after doing that, like a young stud, youngish stud. You know, unsurprising to see him win on the European. I tour. hope he has the. The patented, uh, you know, seemingly patented French uh, personality. I hope he's yeah. a cut. MLV, a, yeah, I, Dubisson. That's what I'm most interested. In. I don't know enough. I've I've always been. I've followed him. I've since that British Am when he played in the Masters and everything. I've been kind of like following to see he he got up through the Challenge Tour. It hasn't been like a perfect ascent, but he's still got to be 24, 25 years old. I, I haven't looked into exactly his age. But, yeah, I I hope he's just cut from that same uh, French golfer cloth that we've got so many greats from. It's fantastic. It's good. Look, congrats to him. Uh, he beats out Sammy Valamaki, who won the Muscat event, I know. Another young up-and-comer. Uh Last but not least, a little bit of news. I think that's all our results from the weekend. We have Phil playing on Monday on the Champions Tour. <laughs> Top of the rock. Didn't he say uh, you just, never was going to play? I, it's unbelievable. I don't know. Can I read you some tea times? Yes. And, t- and tell you, I'd like, love, this is like a preview. We're previewing the Champions Tour. Top of the rock. 
I'm just going to say, like, if this wasn't at Top of the Rock where there's buffaloes roaming and you got to take a cart to just make your way from to get through it standing upright, I'd be into this. Listen to these groups. VJ, Loner, Darren Clark. Okay, not so much that one. But no, VJ's d- d- in there. I like Darren Clark. Who doesn't like watching Darren Clark? He's yeah, a major but he's champion. He's not much of a player anymore. He ripped um, heaters on the course, though. He, yeah, he's, got, yeah. he's got more. Yeah, he needs to get on the Monty plan. Um, then here's Phil's pairing. Goosen, Stricker, and Phil. They were on some sort of legitimate venue. It'd be interesting to watch. Then behind them, yeah. Ernie, DL3, and Jerry Kelly. It wouldn't be a horrible Monday watch, no. right? Some of those names, your VJ, Phil, Ernie, Davis, Retief, like I wonder if I they're paying like appearance fees down there. Get all the people to Branson. <laughs> That's a good point. Johnny Morris, Bass Pro Shops. Guy's got some deep pockets. Oh. Uh, Guess what? I think you're on to something here. I think you're on to something here. Why Phil's dropped into the Ozarks in the middle of the week and playing (laughs) Champions Tour. I don't want to say anything. I don't know for sure, but this is a guy who puts his thumb on the scale, puts his thumb on the ATM machine, and could probably make that happen. I don't know. Breaking news. Yeah. Ernie safe. Yes. Yes. Fantastic. I'm waiting. What happened? He finished 29? Oh, DJ has a putt to from about five feet to, to tie BG. BG's uh, reign could be over. Oh, no. Damn four fi- four footer to tie BG to, to, to win by 10. I cannot find if this... Charles Schwab's series at Ozarks National. I cannot tell if it's on TV. One would assume, given the Monday start, it will be on TV. But uh, you'll have to Google that for yourselves. So I won't be watching I, that, even with that star power. All right. Shane Birch, I think, won the first one Friday night, just to give him his due. Okay, anything else? You good? Any other uh, recaps? Weekend thoughts? Um, you want to get into it? You're waiting for DJ to make this five footer. No, no, I'm, I'm. Harris English might make bogey though. He might just give it to him. He, oh no! He must. Oh, he made bogey. He's oh, gonna win God by sake. eleven. Oh my God! He's gonna smash Peaches. He's gonna make Peaches' uh, accomplishment look, look tiny. I wonder if Harris English has some sort of Brian Gay antipathy. Oh, he's a. He's a Georgia boy. He probably hates so doesn't want to see that the Florida guy do it. well. That's he, it. And he still finished second. He had he could make bogey and finish second. Huh. I think there's something going on here. They should here. look into this. Did he take a dive? DJ, DJ Birdies. DJ wins by 11. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That's a disrespected Brian Gase win. <laughs> All right. That's it. Everyone enjoy your Mondays. Uh, you know, playoffs continue to roll on despite what Andy who's, has said the think, last 20 minutes. Who do you, I mean, what? who's going to be the DJ stopper like the boo stopper? <laughs> I mean, I, probably himself. It's going to slip and fall on the stairs. I don't know. It, I, that's as likely as anything else. So, all right. Any, you're good? Final parting thoughts? I, I'm good. Good to have you back. You may not be, you may be jumping in and out. So it's good to have you back. Everyone enjoy your Mondays. uh, And we will be back with you Wednesday for more hot playoff action. Not playoffs.